This is Wholesaling Houses Elite, the no fluff and BS podcast with tips and tricks to help you become an elite wholesaler. Our guest will spill the beans on what it takes to be the best. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new show. I'm your host, Max Maxwell. Our next guest comes all the way from Dallas, Texas. His entire life, he spent pretty much in sales as an adult, and he took those commissions after starting his own door-to-door sales business and started putting them into real estate. A friend showed him a fat check, and he said, if you can wholesale, I can wholesale too. Now he runs a 15-person office, invests in six different states, and sometimes closes up to 25 deals a month. Welcome to the show, the Drake of real estate, <laughs> Donovan Ruffin, man. Welcome good, to the show, man. brother. How it's you good. doing, man? Happy to be out here. Good Happy to have you, here. man. Yeah, it's exciting. You got a nice setup out here. This guy really does look like Drake, though. That's crazy. I know you get that all the time, <laughs> I, right? I get it, like, literally every you day. You better run with it, because Drake, I think he's yeah. worth, like, $300 million now or something. I don't know. He's consistent, too, right? <laughs> so he's, it's not like he just phases out like a lot of people. So Absolutely, know, man. It. So... It's crazy. I, we've been meaning to link up for a long time. Yeah, a uh, we run in some yeah. of the same circles, yep. and I'm glad we finally were able to put our schedules together yeah. and, and make this work, man. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of these type of shows talk about a lot of the softball questions. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how many deals are you doing each month? How yep. many deals? I want to go back to the beginning because yeah. there's, there's one thing that is not trans, that's not talked about a lot is, like, how much sacrifices it takes to get to the point where you are. Yeah. You now run a 15-person team. Yeah. Yeah, we got about 15 people in office. Um, I mean, we got a bunch of VAs, you know, like all over the world. We got VAs in the Philippines, mm-hmm. Egypt, Mexico, uh, Colombia. So it's just, it's it's amazing to see it grow, you know, yeah. over time. So let's, let's stick a pin in it. You yeah. started with a, a a door-to-door sales business working yeah. for like a big telecommunication cable yeah. provider, right? Right, yeah. But before that, how did you even get into that? Because that's a crazy business in itself. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, man, it's just like you want to talk about mistakes. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I've been flipping stuff like on Craigslist here and there, yeah. you know, like pushing electronics. I mean, iPhones was pretty big, mm-hmm. um, you know, buying and selling stuff. So I always had like that niche to like convince somebody to buy something. But I always knew like a product had a value. And if you got the, the product cheap enough, you could like resell it, you yeah. know. Um, but I mean, when I got in high school, um, made some mistakes, you know, got into some legal troubles and it, it was tough to, to find like a good paying, like salary job. So, uh, I had to make a decision to go into sales. Um, and door to door, door to door sales was kind of like that vehicle for me, yeah. you know? So, um, it's kind of, you know, sales. and I talk about that a lot cause there's a lot yeah. of people that make mistakes when they're young and that yeah. thing just travels with them all the way until their age. But th- those mistakes don't have to define who you are. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the reason is it only really matters. So like if you get a strike with a felony at a young age, mm-hmm. like it doesn't define who you are. And the only reason that felon really works, that the felony really works is if you decide to play in the system. Yep. But outside of that system, mm-hmm. that strike on a felony really doesn't work. So you decided, yeah. hey, look, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. Yeah. I am now going to go into sales. Yeah. 
And what was your first sales job? Like, I know you were hustling yeah. stuff, but when did you say, I'm gonna go work for somebody? So my first sales job was literally knocking on doors. It's like, I saw this ad on Craigslist or, or uh, yeah, I saw an ad and it was like, hey, come make 800 bucks a week as a college student. And I was like, man, I don't care if I have to scoop poop. For 800 um, bucks. You know, for 800 bucks, it's like, it's like triple what, what I was making at the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, all right, let's get it, you know? Yeah. And then um, go through the interview process and the sales process and it, was, it just seemed easy. Um, you know, it has its own challenges and stuff like that, but you know, that's kind of how I got into it. So, and, yeah. and did you grow as a salesperson to like you were then a sales leader, a sales yeah. team lead? Yeah, yeah. So, kind of like went through the whole process. You know, I, I was blessed because you know, it, it taught me like how to lead from the front. You know, it's just like how to actually train people, how to retain people, how to build a team, a team culture. Um, and you know, you, it faces its own challenges once you become a leader. Um, but you know, it's like you learn how to sell and then you learn how to teach and then you learn how to expand, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, uh, I definitely feel blessed to, to be able to experience that. So I'm assuming earlier. you left that yeah. and then started your own business, probably, mm -hmm. probably was within the same field already. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then that flourished. Yep. And then you got, then some, who brought you wholesaling? Yeah. So yeah, I mean the door to door thing, it, it flourished. Uh, I ended up starting my own company when I was 20. Um, my old boss actually became my business partner. Um, and then I was making some good money and I was like, okay, I'm making some money. What do I do with it? You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I was part of like some local masterminds with some friends, like entrepreneur friends, yeah. uh, kind of like you got set up, you know, mm -hmm. it's just like always, always networking. Um, and one of my friends is like, yo, we're going to go, we're going to go be in real estate. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't know how to do it. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, I don't know where to begin, you know? And then he was kind of the one that like took the, took took the the lead on that and it's just like you sent i remember it was like a group text and he's like so it was like eighteen thousand dollar check and he's like here it is and i'm like what the hell like <laughs> how'd you do yeah that? like how how did you do that and uh i mean for a lot of people out there it's, it's kind of same thing it's just you, you it instilled belief that i could actually do it you know yeah. what i'm saying um and that's when i really started taking it serious it's like okay if if he can do it so can i mm -hmm. um and it was just more so of like the instructions first like the know-hows versus the how-to's you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so um it's kind of kind of where it began that's awesome yeah. man so to be able to like go up from the ranks and lead from the front and now you hear about this wholesale thing one thing that i'm really yeah. starting to realize is that you have this entrepreneur bug in you yeah oh and, yeah and, and it don't matter what it is you're going to mm -hmm. be able to conquer that what, how did you actually learn wholesaling? Like, what, yeah. did you attend events? Did you read books? Yeah, so I actually uh, read Nick, Nick Reese's book, mm -hmm. Flip. I don't know if you heard of that. Of and course. I was like, literally still to this day, like the only real, I mean, other than Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. Um, one of the only real estate books um, I've actually read. So, I mean, other than that, it's just like, it was just literally a book of instructions, just kind of went with it um, and just did the work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Didn't, didn't have any mentors, anything, and didn't attend any events. I didn't even know that there was events yeah. or, or mentors, you know? So just kind of did the work. You know, I was at a dinner last night and we were talking about the obsessive personalities of yeah. entrepreneurs. Do you feel like you had an obsessive personality once you oh, latched yeah. onto something, you were, it was, you just kind of learned it or not? Absolutely, it's just like when, like when you make a decision that you want something, and me, for me personally, it's just like once I make a decision to make something happen, I don't care how I make it happen. I don't care how much time, I don't care how much work. Um, it, it's just gotta happen. And it's just like you become obsessed with this goal 
um, because you made that decision to make it happen, then it, it eventually happens. You see what I'm saying? So Makes sense. It, that, the super facts is you come obsessed with, 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 this, uh, with this vision of accomplishing something. Mm -hmm. um, and then until you accomplish it, you don't feel happy. Yeah. Um, so it, like when you're obsessed with it, it's just like what makes you happy is actually completing it and finishing it. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like the trophy and, in the and, wind. And that's like for me too. Like yeah. I told, we was at the dinner last night and I was like, you know, if I wasn't addicted to entrepreneurship, I'd be a crackhead. <laughs> because yeah, like, like it's you, very you gotta get when you yeah. get that high you feel satisfied exactly. and my high is like trying to tackle this big mountain of whatever yeah. that entrepreneurship thing is now and like we're growing we got a new office and i know your office culture is cool yeah i see some of the stuff that you do and i'm taking some things yeah. that i've seen at your office you know, through your videos i'm like oh that's pretty cool we should have a spin wheel and give yeah. away xyz so i look at stuff like that and say okay because I mirror other successful people. Yeah. Like, I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not yeah. an innovator of really much other yeah. than, yo, I'm just going to take what I take from successful people and, and bring it together. Yeah. So at this point, you started wholesaling. When did you decide, you know, this thing is lucrative. I can probably grow a team similar to how I grew a team in my door-to-door -door business. Yeah. What, when did you make that jump? Yeah, so I was actually, like, I did, I did like, maybe six or seven wholesale deals. And then, um, I mean, if, if you're in wholesaling, you know it takes work. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, it's work, time, it takes money. Um, so I, I, I want more so the, the rehab, the rehab uh, angle of it. And I was just buying uh, wholesale deals from other wholesalers, mm -hmm. raising the private money, and then still doing my door-to-door -door gig. Um, so it wasn't up until like two years ago where I really started taking wholesaling within itself really seriously. Mm -hmm. um, and when I did make the decision, I was spending anywhere from eighty to one hundred twenty thousand dollars a month just mm. in assignment fees, yeah. um, paying other wholesalers. And I was like, man, like what would happen if, if I were to spend one hundred thousand dollars in marketing? Uh, uh, what, yeah. what, what would happen if if I actually learned how to find my own deals versus um, buying them from other people or leveraging other wholesalers. But on top of that, I kind of like hit like a plateau in my rehab business where I, it, it was really tough for me to grow. I was mm -hmm. like relying on other people to bring me deals um, to make it happen where I couldn't like just can have more of that control method. Um, and so I, I made the decision. It's like, okay, let's, let's, let's start beta testing and marketing and see what happens. Um, that's literally what I did. And then all of a sudden I, I couldn't handle all the leads myself and I had to hire somebody to help me with the leads. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it continued to gr grow even more, I hired another acquisition. We couldn't handle all the leads. Um, then we can, I couldn't handle all the deals that were coming in. We couldn't, I couldn't sell them all by myself. Um, and then it got to a point where it was just kind of like conflict of interest where I was like, okay, I'm hiring salespeople for two separate companies. Um, and it, 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 it's, it's really hard to chase two rabbits. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, Very hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it was, man, it, it was, it was tough, you know? So I, I had to make a, a sacrifice and mm -hmm. make a decision. It's just like, okay, what's, what, what's better for, for the future, not just for me, but for the, the future of, of my people or the future of, uh, of their, of their, their future, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, um, so instead of giving my people 50%, I just decided to go hundred percent all, all real estate and, uh, and start building an acquisition team and, and a full blown wholesaling business. So that's kind of where it's that's cool from. because some of the things you talk about is some of the things that I realized, like trying to come up in the ranks, yeah. you know, as an entrepreneur, you, you end up, you, you do chase several rabbits at a certain yeah. time. Yeah. And even I was just telling my friend the other day, I was like, man, when I really got focused on one thing mm -hmm. was really how, yeah. I just like exploded very, yeah. very fast because we just have that obsessive personality yeah. uh, with us. You know, tell me some of the challenges that you've had 
and because you come from the sales background and the yeah. growing team background, but tell me some of the challenges you had on finding team people and what type yeah. of characteristics, because there's a lot of people out there, right? Yeah. They, they're growing their team and they're thinking about growing team. What do you look for in a salesperson? Tell me some personality traits. Yeah, that's, that's a good question because it, it is a conversation I had the other day with, with some people. Um, it like, I mean, challenges is just like leadership challenges. Like you really test your leadership ability um, when it comes to growing a team. You can't just buy people. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just like, it, it, regardless of how much money you have or where your business is at, you still have to have leadership abilities to lead people. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? To, to make them act, to make them grow, to make them do certain things that they aren't used to doing. Um, and yeah, you have to do it first. You have to know how to do it. But um, some certain traits is like you have to stick to certain core values that you have within yourself that you can stand behind. Um, and then you go into the marketplace and you find those certain yeah. characteristics. So like some, some certain ones, for example, like I'm from the country, you know, it's just like I, I grew up in a small country town and um, I understand that um, either small country town or a small town or even immigrants or whatever. I mean, the, the work ethic in, in, in people from smaller towns or country towns is, is just way is way bigger. Yeah. Or you have a higher chance of finding somebody with with work ethic yeah. when, when they Willing come from to put those, in the grind. Yeah. Um, come from those backgrounds. And um, like for me, I grew up in a single parent background, like mm -hmm. my mom was a single parent and I also learned how to make money as a teenager, right? Like I had to make money. Yeah. Um, like at a certain point, my mom was just like, figure it out. Like you can get free lunches and they cut free lunches off. It's just like, I couldn't eat. Like I had to figure <laughs> out how to, how to make lunch. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So um, I, I look for people, it's like, hey, you made money as a teenager, right? So you, you figured out those leadership abilities while your brain was still developing. Um, and uh, you know, you come from like a, not necessarily a single parent background, but you, like it, your, your core values are, it's like, okay, my mom is my number one. You know, and then you have like this different ability on how you care about people. Um, and I find a lot of that, you know, in minorities, you know, yeah. it's just like a lot of times minorities, they come from single parent backgrounds, not all the time. And I'm not saying when people have a dad, it's just like, you're not a, a good person, but yeah. you have a higher chance of it's like, okay, it's just like, I actually, uh, I'm working for more than just myself when it's just my mom, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Um, because that, that's what, what I went through, you yeah. see what I'm saying? So, um, that's, pr that's yeah, pretty cool. So. Cause I think some, I, I don't remember which one of my friends said that, but they said they won't go into business or work with somebody or hire somebody Mm -hmm. Unless they went through adversities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. because when that adversity does come, you gonna skedaddle. You yep. gonna get out of here. Yep. Exactly. Right. So to be able to actually go through that type of adversity before you get here, you mm -hmm. need to have went through something. Yeah. And you know, even growing up where you got to go survive and go get your money because free lunches are done or exactly. whatever that is is, is yeah. some adversity. Yeah. Um, or even so, like with sports, you know, it's like you find somebody that plays sports and mm -hmm. took sports serious. Um, not only are you competitive and you know how to play team, mm -hmm. uh, you went through adversity, right? Yeah. But not only that, it's like you went through adversity and you know what it feels like to win. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So when you're building a winning culture, um, you want people with experience of some type of wins. You see what I'm yeah. saying? It's just like, do you play sports at all? Yeah, I played football growing up. Um, yeah. That was pretty much my main sport. I sucked at baseball, yeah. basketball. Yeah, I, I sucked at really basketball like, too. Yeah, like, I hate that thing. My, 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 uh, like I'm not a good dancer. What do you call it? Like your agility? Or, yeah, yeah. To be able to move left and yeah. right and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I'm just like a powerhouse. But like, I, I remember like being on like that bus where you're about to go play a game with like mm -hmm. a sucky team, for example, and you had this feeling in your stomach where you just knew you're gonna win. Like you just knew what like you were gonna put in. Like you worked your ass off up until that point. Um, you knew you're well, more well prepared than your opponent, and you just knew you're gonna win. Mm -hmm. And like that, that feeling in your stomach, especially when you actually make it happen and you win, there's another feeling like it. Yeah. And I think that's where that rush comes from or that addictive 
uh, that addictive trait when it comes to entrepreneurship is because you're able to create those wins and you feel that feeling in your stomach and you want more of it. It's you see addictive. what I'm saying? It's, it's like addictive. crack. It's like crack. Definitely. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break and when we get back, we're going to talk more about growing your team. We're going to talk more about what some of his best stuff is and maybe how you can get to the same space he is and with uh, 15 team members and doing 25 deals. So we'll be back very shortly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final table and the final game. I'm sure you know the rules. The only thing different here is the only currency accepted is sacrifices. You ready? you two years never doing a deal, nothing but hard work. $90,000 in credit card debt. I raise you losing 14000 on my first deal. I raised losing $30,000 from someone I thought I could trust. I've raised you living in the dock just to sacrifice my bill money just to pay for marketing. raise you the comfort of a multiple six-figure job in order to create my own future. I raise you spending over 100000 in education having never completed a deal. 24 years ago, I sacrificed the comforts of corporate America exchanging hours for dollars, letting someone else determine my value by what they were willing to pay me. In exchange for building my own economy. Game over. What are you willing to sacrifice to get your seat at this table? I'll see you at We Live 2020 in Atlanta. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm here with my guest, Don. And right now we're gonna be talking about things maybe like a little bit that a lot of people don't talk about. Like there's a lot of sacrifices in, in being an entrepreneur. Oh yeah. So I yeah. know I've made some, you know, with personal relationships. What, what have you sacrificed personally in your life? You know, the good, the bad, the ugly to get to this point. Cause this is the thing yeah. is a lot of people don't talk about that. Oh uh, man, you wanna talk about sacrifice. It's just like, 
I mean, you you, you got to understand, you're, you're going to have to sacrifice your own happiness. Uh, and wh what I mean by happiness is like you're going to have to understand that somebody else's happiness mm -hmm. is going to come before your own. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're building a team or you're building a company. Um, I mean, think about it. You got like, for example, we got 15 people in office. I got 15 people that I have to make happy before I make myself happy. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Um, so it, it gets draining. Like it gets draining. Like 15 kids. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it gets it gets overwhelming. It gets draining. And when they're not happy, imagine how much time and effort you got you got to put through to to not just make them happy, but make them satisfied. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So um, I, I mean, what comes leadership, it comes sacrifice, and you got to sacrifice your happiness, your yeah. time. Uh, for example, like I mean, there'd be days where my mom's texting me, calling me, and I literally. I literally can't even pick up the phone. Yeah. Like literally. Happens to me too. Um, and it's like, and, and on top of that, man, it's just like people, like your family members and your your close friends, they don't understand because they're not in the trenches with you. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're not physically there at that or actual moment where it's just like I can text you back or I can make that phone call, but I'm not trying to lose track of what I'm actually doing because I'm on a winning streak. You My see what I'm saying? So like that momentum is hitting, and then uh, like. Like, it, it, I guess it's just like, I, I guess it's important to ex make sure you're explaining your vision with your loved ones mm -hmm. and um, you're explaining what, what, what your intentions are with people that are close to you because they're going to think of you some type of way. Like, yeah. they're going to think of you selfishly. They're going to think of you like, uh, or, or, like you put yourself like before anything. And in reality, it's, it's counterintuitive. Like, yeah. it, it's like you're doing that because it's the opposite of it. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So, um I mean, you're gonna have to uh, sacrifice like your your, your uh, like I mean, you're gonna have to put yourself in, in the the negative aspect first. Like when something goes wrong, you gotta take full responsibility for everything. Every time. Every time. It is nobody else's fault. Even though you've Even, delegated that task, it, exactly. it's still your responsibility. Even when it is flat out somebody else's fault, <laughs> it's just like you fucked that deal up. Yeah, yeah. Like that was your fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't speak to him not once. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You gotta take responsibility as a leader, because like you know what? I could have taught you something, or I could have said something. Um, to you as a leader where you didn't have to go through that. You see what I'm that. saying? Yeah. So everything's your fault. You got to sacrifice time and people are going to feel some type of way towards you as you're building uh, whatever you're building, whatever it is. What about like you friends? Have you lost friends in this journey? Have people Absolutely. looked at you as a, like a resource? Because it's, it, it's, it's, it's terrifying being young and then being in the public. One, your family depends on you. That's yep. huge, right? So that's a big yep. stressful burden. And then you have friends around you that think because you have it, you're supposed to give it. Man. Or I, they perceive that you have everything. Like you want to talk about relationships, man. I've been through like serious relationships. Mm -hmm. Like like I've been with girls for years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yo, look, like it's not that I care about business more than you, but it's way bigger than you. Like my mission way is to impact. It's way bigger than me. It's way bigger than anything. Like they're like it, it, other people's lives depend on this, and because I have to put th like those people first. Like I have to understand that I ain't, I am not able to to give you what you need. You know what yeah. I mean? So we got to go our separate ways. So it's just like I mean even per like personal friends, like you'll put personal friends on and I mean, for whatever reason, it doesn't work it doesn't out, work. you know, and then they feel some type of way towards yeah. you, you know, and it, it, yeah, it comes back around, you know, you got to go through like that six months to a year, whatever, where they realize it's like, man, whatever decision Don made uh, or was telling me to do was not just off his best interest, but it was for, for my best in, in, intuition, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So people don't see that right away, you yeah. know? So you got, you're gonna go through certain things when you're leading people and uh, people feel some sort of way towards you, but as long as your, your mission and your vision is to empower and embedder more people, 
Um, and that's a real thing more than just yourself, you'll be okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But Gary yeah. V says, he says that when a lot of people think that they work for me, but I actually work for them. It's literally what it is. <laughs> it's, it's literally what it is. Like you got to deal with all their problems. And, and you know, one day what really woke me up one day is, you know, I think I had uh, 14 employees all at once, including mm -hmm. my, my virtual staff. So really seven in the States, right? Yeah. And I started to write out a map where I would take a, a person that works for me and put them in a circle, and then every leg was somebody that depended on them. Yep. Right? So whether it's yep. their kids, if, they live, if their mom lives with them, they have husband. So then you start having these circles, and then you look and you say, I'm at the core, and I have seven stateside employees, but there's 28 people that depend on me. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. mess up. Because if I, don't, if I mess up, if I skip a beat, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, if I don't get up at 6 o'clock when I'm supposed to, Yep. Then the lights get turned off. Mm -hmm. The rent don't get paid. Yep. Somebody's not eating tonight. Yep. So you got to make sure that they're happy. And if you set your business and culture up correctly, when they're happy, yep. then you're happy. Well, I mean, man, it, it gets even further than that, man. It's just like, imagine when people on your team start having kids. Like, literally holding them as babies. Oh, yeah. It's like, man, it hits different. Yeah. It's just like, now the baby's future is dependent on your decisions. Correct. And it, it, even past that, it's just like the people that aren't even in my organization just yet. You see what I'm saying? You're preparing for that moment mm -hmm. because they're going to go through the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. as you continue to scale and grow, you're going to have to bring new people on. People are going to phase out or people are going to come on. But the reality of it is it, it's not even about the people that are in my company right now. It's the people that are about to be. It's, a, it's about the people that aren't even here yet. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Um, but I mean, you just, you just got to make sure that you're on top of it 24-7, you know, yeah. Any, all, all, time, all time of day. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's a big it, responsibility yeah, being an entrepreneur sure. and then especially taking on employees. Yeah. So let's move into some tactical stuff. Yeah. Like um, you you're in six different markets. Mm -hmm. are, are most of them in Texas or? Yeah. So we're in all the major markets in Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, San Antonio, um, Houston. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, then we're in Tampa, Florida, Orlando, Florida, a little bit of Atlanta and Vegas, L.A., you know, but I mean, we're in pretty much six, seven main markets in, full time. In yeah. Texas. So yeah. how do you go about tackling those markets from your central hub in Dallas mm -hmm. out into these places? Like what, what yeah. does that look like? Like how are you how are you acquiring deals in Tampa or Vegas? Yeah. Uh, well, I think uh, we just keep it simple, man. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people overcomplicate the virtual aspect of yeah. it. Um, we got to understand from like the seller's perspective, like the, the home seller they have no idea of the process. They're gonna sell maybe one or two houses their entire life. Yeah. Um, and majority of the time when you're contacting them, they've never even went through that process of selling a home. Mm -hmm. So you are literally creating what that expectation is for that seller. So they don't know any different, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just like, it, 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 this is normal for us to just send you a DocuSign to sell your home and you agree to sell it to us this price. It is normal for us to just send our boots on the ground to go take pictures as an inspection of the property. It yeah. is normal for our contractors to walk through the property and tell us that it needs more work than we originally thought. This is just normal expectations yeah. of the entire transaction. Yes. So it's, it's more so of like training that seller to get in that right, right standpoint, but you don't want to overthink it. It's, it's actually really simple. It's the same as right there. So yeah, it's, it's more about like simple. setting the expectation yeah. for the seller. Setting the, Here's the what's going to happen. Yep. Here's, so how do you go about finding like boots on the ground? Is it somebody you hire to work with you all the time or is it somebody you can depend on or do you use like a third party service to like go out and take pictures of these properties and stuff like that? Um, to be honest, I, I feel like I'm blessed just because I have like that social media presence where mm -hmm. I, I literally just find friends on social media to help Got us it. out or third boots on the ground. 
Um, so that kind of works for us. Um, usually, if I'm not there in office or transactions or we can't find somebody, um, we'll p post Facebook ads uh, mm -hmm. or Craigslist ads to yeah. find people. Um, and just keep it simple, you know? It's like, hey, 5,800 bucks um, every time we need pictures. I mean, think about it from like the average Joe delivering pizzas. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like a full day's worth of work just to go take 30 minutes worth of, worth of pictures. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. So what, you just what, gotta keep it simple. What are you thinking like, what are some of the biggest misconceptions about wholesaling? Man. Like people getting into it. <laughs> That's a, I, think, uh, I think the biggest misconception, man, is you, you, gotta, you gotta understand what you want out of this. You, you know what I'm saying? It's just like anybody, anybody out here, if you're watching this, you can go hustle to find deals. And I think the reality of it is it's gonna cost money. I feel like there's a lot of people in the industry that are like expressing that, hey, no money, no credit, um, to, to find deals, which is true. Mm -hmm. But if you wanna build a business, I mean, it comes with yeah. it comes with spending money. It Absolutely. comes with spending time. If you can hustle your way to a few thousand to Ex go spend that money. Exactly. You yeah. can, you can, anybody can hustle their way to find one or two deals. But where's the next one? Where's the one after that? There's no way in hell you can hire acquisitions just by hustling. You got to <laughs> invest, baby. It's, yeah. it's time to go. You know what I'm saying? Um, but so, you're, so one of the biggest misconceptions is you don't need money to, to get into misconception. this Misconception. Yeah. Um, or you can just pay your way, even on the flip side. Oh, the, the, or you yeah. can just pay your way to find deals. You know, you still got to work. You, you see you, what I'm you saying? You talk about people hitting you up and you're like, you know, they, they want to get into the business and they feel like they can just spend money to get to that point with yep. you. And you're like, well, you maybe need to get to the basics and then come back. Yep. Talk about that mentality yeah. from a person that comes to you and think, well, I can just, you know, I got some money. I can just spend my way to the top. Yeah. I mean, we, we do some coaching here and there, but I mean, we'll literally turn people away at times where like they'll be in the business for like a year and it's just like, okay, I have X amount of dollars in savings. I'm just going to pay you so you can show me the step-by-step, -step. Well, which is great. But there's a, like, I mean, if you've been in the game for a year, there's a reason, there's a reason why you don't have a deal yet. There's, there's certain attributes and habits um, that you haven't, you haven't crossed yet or that belief level just flat out isn't mm -hmm. there. You see what I'm saying? So there's, there's specific reasons why people haven't had, had crossed that, that deal. Yeah. But um, I think it, it's more than just, hey, paying somebody just to teach you how to do it. It's, it's way bigger than that. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Um, I mean, you can just scroll down, scroll down on, on Max's page and figure <laughs> out how to find your first deal for free. You see what I'm saying? At you got to pay me to do one, it. Right? Yeah, just get one. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you want me to be dead honest, I, I think it's just not built for everybody. You yeah. see what I'm saying? I believe it is just not built for everybody. I believe that not everybody is designed to be like the CEO entrepreneur. or entrepreneur. It's you know? tough. It, it is tough. And even for me, it's just like, without my team, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in. Yeah. You know, I couldn't do it by myself. You know, sometimes it makes sense. Um, to be a part of a team versus trying to do everything yourself. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You'll get to point A to B a lot quicker um, if you can just humble yourself and sometimes realize that, hey, maybe I'm not fit to just do all this by myself. You yeah. see what I'm saying? It's not designed for everybody. And that's okay. That is completely okay. There's nothing wrong with not being the number one. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's okay to be number two. It's okay to be number the three number or four. Number two, three, four, five, six, ten at Facebook looks pretty good exactly. right now, don't it? Exactly. <laughs> like you're number four at Facebook. I mean, like you're you doing a billionaire. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's just, you know, it's it's about being part of the, the right team. You know what I'm saying? And, and being in the right place at the right time. I think that's a good topic yeah. because I think a lot of people now with social media, and everybody has entrepreneur, investor yeah. in their bio. It's sexy. Um, it, it is sexy. And I think people should really, uh, you know, one thing I've become good at over the last couple of years is 
is really just being self-aware. Yeah. I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm terrible at. Yep. And what I'm terrible at, I try to educate myself in some and then I hire that person. Yeah. Because I'm just you just have to know where you're at. And yep. I know that I'm a visionary. I am somewhat like of a partial partial executor, mm-hmm. but then I hire executors that can take my vision to the next step. Yep. I just know what I'm good and bad at. Yep. And, and I think that's important for people. Um, and sometimes it takes time for people to realize that, you know, it's just like, it's okay to have like CEO in your bio, but I mean, at least turn some money. You know, a lot of people spend more time on social media than yeah. putting into work. You know, it's just, I mean, you I, just got to know your role. Partially in this, I think partially inside of wholesaling, I take, I take some responsibility as making it look too easy. Yeah. Um, and not showing too much of the ugly side. And that's why in 2020, I, I made it a, a pat to myself to say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to talk about the daily struggles and for you to make that decision very quickly if you need to be the guy that's leading the business or yeah. it's a guy that's helping somebody else run a business. Yeah. Um, and it, it comes with experience. Like, I mean, you've been in the game a couple of years, but the reality of it is, I mean, you're what, 35? 35. 35. You've, 12 failed businesses it, to this point. Exactly. Yeah. You know, people don't see that. They just see like the right now. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, the right now is like massively successful, which is great because you're empowering people to have that belief. But at the same time, a lot of people don't have that experience. A lot of people are just coming out of your everyday job and, or everything's handed to you. And then all of a sudden you're faced with all this adversity and challenges. And, you know, you, you haven't learned that you got to overcome yeah. these challenges to see the victory. You see what I'm saying? Um, you got to face challenges and overcome the challenges and that's how you learn. That's how you grow. That's yeah. what, that, that's what brings the true success. You see what I'm saying? I think, you know, some of the crazy messages I be getting sometimes is like, Max, I've been doing this for two, three months and I still don't have a deal. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Uh, like you're 19. What do you mean? What? Doing what are you what? actually doing? Yeah, what yeah. are you actually doing? So for you, you're 25 years old, super yeah. young. You're, you got 10 years ahead of me and with, you've already been doing the business. What? Yeah. And you're making money. What are some of the dumbest things you've ever bought? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk All about it. Right, like, let me go. No, so, um, yeah, I mean, I made dumb, like, bought cars. Watches you know. are an investment. I yeah. learned that this well, year. Yeah, I mean, me and Max are having a conversation. I, we, I believe Rolexes are an investment, like a savings account. They go up in value. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've took crazy amount of vacations, you know, overextended. Uh, eating out, like, I mean, bro, sick last year. It's just like, man, we spent over six figures just eating out and at bars. And I'm like, if I would have just, if I would have just went like, to the grocery store. yeah, if I went to the grocery <laughs> store and meal prepped, you, you know, I could have had that. some more rentals or you something, could, you, you know? Could've, you could have hired a good chef with that. Money. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, you know, you got to, you got to go through certain things to, and look back to actually realize where the mistakes were actually made. Because at the time it was just like, you know, I'm just enjoying my life. Versus like I'm talking to my mentors at home and they're like laughing at me like I'm an idiot. It's just like, yo, you're doing all these plate spins on IG or you're eating out all the time and you're gaining all this weight. In reality, I could have meal prepped. I could have been in shape and I could have bought how many rentals with the amount of money I spent and gave to somebody else at restaurants. But I think, you know, for us, it's it's something that we kind of partially have to go through of like having some money. Blowing yeah. a little bit of money, but then learning very quickly that 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 get kind of get it out of your system, yeah. flush it out of your system because yeah. if you don't, you're always gonna gonna want that. Um, yeah. What are some of the craziest yeah. ask you've ever had for money? The craziest what? Like when somebody asks you for money, like like a friend or a stranger, like yo, I, oh, I, I need a hundred thousand. I'm buying <laughs> on rent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I, I mean, people ask me some some crazy stuff. I mean, I guess it, I, I think I'm kind of more of that, the asshole approach where it's just like, yo, go work for it type. So mm -hmm. I don't really run into it too much. But like when it comes to family members, like, I mean, I'm mean, not trying to shun them or anything, yeah. but, you know, I help them out significantly. And, you know, people get spoiled and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, you got to learn how to control it. Yeah. But I. I I think, uh, like, kind of like what you're saying, it's just like I think it maybe people do have to go through those um, experiences of just spending and wasting money to realize it's not it's not always what, what yeah. produces happiness. I've done it. You know, it's like I've I've been been in the um, the stage where it's just like you know have the houses, uh, you have the cars, you know, got the the girl and going on the trips, eating out and taking care of your family. And, you know, I, I kind of like hit like a little depression mode for a little bit and it's just realizing it's just like, you know what, this, all, all, all these things that I thought would make me happy mm -hmm. is, is actually doing the opposite. It's making me unhappy. You know, this, this doesn't make me happy. Um, you know, it, like, it, it, it just doesn't, you yeah. know, it's just like all these you gotta years. You got to learn that lesson though. Yeah. I don't think you can hear that. You have to learn you it. You have to learn it, you know, like all these years watching music videos with like Little Tunchi or mm. Drake and even gurus on Instagram and stuff like that. But I mean, the reality of it is that that's, that's not what makes me happy personally. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's temporary. It makes you happy like once you get it and then after you have it, it's just like the, the likes aren't coming in anymore. It's like, I, I did all this just to get Instagram likes or like this, the, I don't even like this. That's a whole nother topic. You know, I'm impressing, like literally impressing other people. You yeah, see what I'm saying? You so, don't even know. Um, you know, you just got to find what makes you happy and use that to motivate you and you'll get, you'll get places a lot quicker yeah. um, by understanding what you want. You know what I'm saying? So, so as a young G in this game, right? Yeah. Like somebody is coming up and you're doing the right things and so your past experiences has helped you get to where you are. Yeah. Where do you, where do you see yourself going in this? Um, I mean, to be honest, man, it's just like, I, I think I, I, I'm a true believer that, I mean, wholesaling is just not it, you know, yeah. it's just, I, I don't, I don't see myself making a billion dollars in wholesaling. It's yeah. just, it's not really realistic. You yeah. know, I, I believe wholesaling is a gateway for what's to come. It's you a see what I'm saying? For sure. It is. It's a gateway drug. You see what I'm saying? So, um, I'm respecting my time and I'm, I'm understanding I'm, it's never going to go anywhere. Like I'm going to continue to do it. Like we had a conversation mm -hmm. earlier. Um, and I, I believe it is a stepping stone to, to realize that there is more opportunity, especially in the real estate game, mm -hmm. um, to, to be able to leverage and grow in different areas. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's just like when we're already growing to that point, you know, we're um, buying rentals, we're still doing rehabs. Um, we're working on a development project in Fort Worth, which is exciting. And, you know, we're doing things that we've never done before. And, and I believe that's what really helps us grow, helps me grow, especially yeah. just because I'm, I'm getting uncomfortable in areas because I've never been. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, it's just how it works, I guess. That's, that's dope, yeah. man. I, I've really enjoyed sitting down with you. I, I hate it took this long, but I yeah. I really enjoyed, man. Um, yeah. But I definitely got to have you back. Where can people yeah. find you, man? Um, so you can find me on IG, the Donovan Ruffin, um, Facebook. Uh, I mean, you can catch one of my VAs on there. But yeah. IG is kind of like where you can find me, the yeah. Donovan Ruffin at the Donovan Ruffin. So any any um, plans on putting out some like YouTube content? Yeah, I mean, I, I plan to do some some yeah. education stuff. I mean, we do some workshops here yeah. in our office uh, or at our office in Dallas. If you're interested in that, you know, it's not cheap, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'll be putting out some content on YouTube, Instagram, stuff like that. So make sure you shoot me a follow. So, cool. Yeah. Well, look, man, uh, that's my show with Don. It's been great. Make sure you guys go follow him. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. If you're not subscribed, press the like. Give me a thumbs up. Make sure you go follow my man, Don. And if you're on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere listening to this, please leave us a rating, give us a five stars, 
and I'll see you guys next time. I'm Max Maxwell, and I'm out. Peace. Peace. listening to the Wholesaling Houses Elite podcast with Max Maxwell. Make sure to tune in next week to see what elite wholesaler will have in the hot seat.